Hi, this is Dave Steinberg. Welcome to the Mortgages Made Easy podcast. Our guest today is Marco Gomez. Marco is a top realtor with EXP Realty uh, in Long Island, and he is the go-to guy for so many realtors around the country who need to refer their family, their friends, their clients to someone on Long Island. And I Long Island broadly stated, right? Because you do yeah, it's focus on Nassau County, but you do the whole island, Brooklyn, yep. Queens, Long Island. Nassau, Queens, uh, the eastern part of Brooklyn. And uh, we now have uh, agents on our team that are covering the Bronx as well. So we've uh, we've expanded and uh, it's, it's definitely been great, Dave. Yeah. So Marco, what is it about the way you do business that gives other realtors confidence in referring their clients to you? You know, I, I would say that the main thing, Dave, is that we we have a team so they can count on the fact that even though I will speak to the buyer or seller initially, um, we have a transaction coordinator in place that makes sure everything is taken care of, contract to close. We have three other admin on our team that help. So operationally, they know that their customer, the referral is going to get taken care of. And on the sales side, myself, Craig, Christina, and some of the agents on our team, the newer ones, we're there supporting each other. So for example, like I just happened to go to a client event, um, not a client event, well, I call it client because I treat all my agents around the country like clients. I was out in California for the black and white party that I helped start several years ago with two other agents from the New York area. And while I was away, uh, the agents on my team stepped in and made sure that anyone that I was speaking with was got into properties or that the contracts moved along. And so there was nothing missed. So when people refer me, they know that it's being taken care of. And we make sure that at the end of the day, um, their clients feel happy. And the worst thing in the world is when someone refers anyone whether it's an agent or an attorney or a lender like yourself, you don't want your referral to ever come back to you and be like, that was the worst referral that you could have ever given me because that's that's horrible. So not that everyone's always going to click, but at least if there's communication and we reach back out to the agent and be like, look, I don't think this is a great fit. Maybe you should refer someone else. And that's fine. Sometimes you have to do that because not everyone gels, but um, we also communicate with the agents. Like I literally just got back to an agent last week that, refer to someone a year ago and I'm like look this person is still not ready to make a decision on selling so and they're like great thanks for letting us know or you know the someone else reached out to me and said hey uh what's going on I said hey look we've been in touch with this person and uh it looks like they may they're gonna end up going with a friend and uh you know not always the greatest move but so communication the fact that we from a team aspect we make sure everyone's covered and we cover back you know back each other up when one of us is away so that's really why we get referred. And that should give a lot of people confidence. I, I know that when I talk to people around the country, your name comes up a lot. And, um, you know, the, we have a lot of friends in common. And, and, and I know that people around the country think very highly of you and have a lot of confidence in referring to you. Thanks, Dave. No, that makes me feel, uh, feels great. I mean, I, you know, and that's, it's put in a lot of effort. You know, we've, uh, we consciously make sure that we, you know, cement those relationships and that we're always developing new ones. Um, and again, it, it also, it's like anything else, you know, staying in touch with people. Like, you know, how we always talk about database in our, in our industry, you know, 
so few agents in real estate consider other realtors as part of their database, which really is just a huge mistake because it's a missed opportunity. And, you know, we have millions of real estate agents around the country. So when people say, oh, well, you, someone like myself is already getting referrals in New York, why well, I, I can't do it. Sure you can, because you can either look at the company level, whether you're in a company like mine, like EXP, or whether you're at Keller Williams or Remax, you have conventions to go to there. You have the, the NAR convention every year. You have Tom Ferry, Jeff Glovers, which I go to. There's so many different opportunities to go network with agents and really create your own tribe. You know, I mean, you create your tribe and, you know, that's what you work off. And like if someone, for example, connects with you and says, hey, Dave, do you know other agents around the country? Actually, I do. And then you can be the one that connects them and they can go and create a tribe. So it's, but again, creating that tribe is one thing, right? But then you have to make sure you network with them. And some of these people really become friends. Like I was recently in Mexico with a good friend of mine out of uh, Minnesota Katie Bean and another one from Atlanta, Georgia, Janice uh, Baldwin. And we were hanging out. And we were just having a good time. We were masterminding, looking at some opportunities down in Mexico. And uh, we just had a great time. We've become friends. You know, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, some of the friends were going on a cruise in April and we're masterminding on a cruise. So you build those relationships. And as you grow together, you know, people always want to refer to people that, you know, other people trust. So like, in our industry, an agent that's new in the business, two years, if they have a referral in New York, or let's say a client is moving to Georgia and they have a house in New York, most likely they don't have an opportunity to, uh, uh, sorry about that, they don't have an opportunity to have, meet other agents from New York, but if they speak to someone in their office, they'll say, oh, who do you know in New York? And an agent like my friend Janice will say, call Marco, and that's an opportunity. So that's what you do. So you create those relationships and foster them. And um, I think I was telling you earlier, I literally flew into a party that I started three years ago with a good friend of mine from Manhattan, Melissa, and a good friend of mine in Westchester, even Marie Casoria and uh, Ellen from New Jersey. So the four of us started this party called the Black and White when, we, when I was, we were all at Keller Williams and uh, we would have hundreds of agents there. And rather than nickel and dime, the agents like, oh, you got to pay a hundred dollars to come to our event. We threw a party, black and white themed, DJ, open bar food, and everyone loved it. And everyone made new relationships, connected. So it's, you know, creating that. And again, we throw client events for our clients, but why not throw events for our realtors that refer us? So, And, and meeting them is half the battle. But, but I've got to believe that it's your ability to deliver that that wins day in and day out and, and your ability to first of all your understanding of the market you're a, you're a master of new york of long island and queens and i and i guess a little bit of brooklyn but i yeah. i know you from the long island and right and queens days and you know often when i'm around the country and i talk to people about uh York. Oh, do you know Marco? He's he's my guy in Long Island. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's the fact that you've put together a team with, uh, you know, Greg is a great guy and you have uh, the, the, you, you, you've achieved the consistency and an excellence that really carries through. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's, if you don't have, if you're a solo agent, obviously you're doing everything yourself and it's really hard to deliver all the time. Um, so you have to limit, you know, your, the size of your database. Right. Um, like I talk about this with a lot of people at masterminds, it's people accumulate leads from Zillow and all these other lead sources over the years, but they never really stay on top of them. And then all of a sudden they have a database of three or 4,000. If you're going to manage three or 4,000 leads, you literally need like at least eight to 10 people to get through those names to begin with. Because realistically, you're not calling, you know, 500 people a week. It's just, unless you're not doing anything else. So it's the same thing with realtors, right? If you're going to go and meet a group of 100, right, that's a good sized group. And it's one that you have to love on. I mean, I don't see everyone every year, but I stay in touch. Uh, I use a system to stay in touch with them um, called Do the Database 2, DTD2, where we reach out to them via their last name. It makes it easy to stay in touch. Um, I also send out Girl Scout cookies to my top referral partners around the country. So literally, I think it costs more to ship the cookies than the actual cookies cost. But uh, my daughter really likes it because she's one of the top Girl Scout sellers in the country, <laughs> I think, or at least in the New York area. But um, it's so it's little things like that. And it's just, you know, acknowledging people, um, you know, just as an example, it's like I have is uh, an agent around the country. He sent me, I don't know if you can see this. This was a, a little... Uh, you know, coaster that an agent sent me. So one of my kids' pictures on Facebook and just sent me a note, hey, I saw this picture, thought you might want this to, you know, memorialize the your trip. So it's doing things like that, you know, taking a picture when you're at a convention and just printing it out at Walgreens and throwing it in a card and just saying, hey, it was so great connecting with you. I just wanted you to have this picture that we took, right? Mm -hmm. Because so few people do that nowadays. It's just a personal touch. And so it's just really treating those relationships like you do your past clients. What tips do you have for realtors around the country who, who have a family member moving to New York? You know, the biggest challenge that people face when they're moving here from anywhere else in the country is, you know, our price point. Here in New York, similar to California, we have a lot of, you know, higher average price point. Like just to give you an idea, if someone were to move to like Nassau County, you know, the average price point for a single family home is 867,000, you know, which a year ago was like 822. And then it was in the mid sevens two years ago. So it's jump, jumped up substantially. So it's really making sure they speak to a lender. Like for example, connect with Dave Steinberg, make sure you can get pre-approved because people think that, oh, well, I'm selling my house for 450 in Georgia, as an example. And I want to go buy a similar size home in New York. And number one, the home sizes here are a lot smaller than a lot of these big subdivisions around the country. Um, our property taxes are one of the highest in the country. And not being prepared financially or to know what to set their expectations. So it's we always tell everyone looking to move here. You really need to connect with a lender. And it, it really should be a local lender because I think a lot of people sometimes go in and say, oh, well, my lender, you know, or they want to use like rocket mortgage or they want to use this. And I'm like, you really need a lender on the ground. And I'm sure you could definitely speak to this, obviously, that really knows what's going on in the market here and knows 
what guidelines for specific programs. It's just a lot of nuances. And we are an attorney state. A lot of agents think that, oh, here's the biggest thing too. That you're asking now, what, what do they need to know? In New York, it's not 30 days or under to close. <laughs> and we don't close. Like if someone says, oh, well, I'm looking to close on or about, you know, March 2nd. That means we may close up to April 2nd. You know, whereas in Georgia and Florida and these other states, the contract says you're closing on a certain date, you close on that date. So, you know, we explain everything to them. And that's another thing that we really strive to do is have that consultation with someone looking to move here. Let's explain the process to you because it's different than Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, all, all these other states. And, um, you know, so it's really just setting expectations up front, knowing how to prepare them for a move here. That's really what uh, other agents, you know, need to know is just there's a lot of different moving parts here in New York that other realtors around the country don't don't have. Like, number one, oh, well. let's not get started on co-ops. Ah. That could be like a two hour thing. It's the co-ops is another one. But yeah, it just from the simple things like in most states, real estate agents order title, right? They, they do the escrow themselves and they write the contract. So those are two big moving pieces that they control that we do not hear. Neither you nor I control those here in New York. So, yeah, that's what I would recommend anyway. Set expectations up front to anyone moving to New York. Mm. Marco, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This this has been a lot of fun. Um, boy, if if you're a uh, if you're from outside the New York area and you're looking for a great realtor to to do business with, to trust your family member or your friends with, can't recommend Marco too highly. This has been the Mortgage Made Easy podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's my pleasure, Dave. Thanks for having me. This is your mortgage guy, Dave Steinberg. We're sitting with Marco. Let me try that again. No problem. This is your mortgage guy. This is your mortgage guy, Dave Steinberg. And this is the Mortgages Made Easy podcast. We're here with Marco Gomez. Marco is one of the top realtors on Long Island and Queens. He does Brooklyn as well. And now moving into the Bronx. And if you're buying a home or selling a home in, uh, in Queens or Long Island, I can't recommend Marco highly enough. Um, Marco, is this a good time to buy a home in Long Island? You know, Dave, I, I get that question asked quite often lately. And uh, I would say now's probably been one of the best times in the last several years. And here's the biggest reason why. The competition is less. You know, in the last two years, it was... <laughs> Rates were so low that people were overbidding. So a house that was listed at seven fifty was selling for eight fifty. There was fifty to hundred people waiting online for hours just to get in the door. They were waving home inspections, waving appraisals. I mean, you saw the craziness that was going on. So the competition was so fierce that you you would spend months looking for something, and people were buying out of desperation. You know now. Okay, rates are a little bit higher, but these are the rates that we had back in 2006, 2007. You know, I remember when I, my wife and I bought a house back in 07, we got a six and a half rate. We're like, that's a great rate. You know, people keep forgetting that, um, that these are still some of the lowest rates in history. Um, and now it's just a normal market. It's a balanced market. There's enough supply. 
that we're under five months supply right now. So if, if I'm a buyer looking to buy, I don't have to wait four hours to get in a house in the freezing cold. I can make an appointment and go see it. A uh, perfect example is we had a buyer um, this past weekend that we've been speaking to for some time. Um, they had a uh, someone they knew that was already in the mortgage industry, so they were already pre-approved. And when we went to look, we showed them four houses. They made an offer on one. We negotiated. We actually negotiated it down, believe it or not. It's a crazy thing, right? Um and at the end of the week, they did the home inspection and the contracts are being signed in the next two days. Two years, in the last two years, that wouldn't have occurred. It's like you literally had to sign a contract the next day because in New York, unlike other states, the attorney does the contract. So it's not like a, a, an agent or a broker can write up the contract on the spot. It doesn't work that way. So you had the fear of loss of losing that property. Um, so now is it, in my opinion, a great time to buy a home. And also if you're a seller, I mean, you don't have to worry about like, oh, if there's a hundred people coming through my house and so many deals were falling out also because when people make an offer so high over asking, they go home and think about it and then they back out because they have that opportunity, right? Because the contract's not written right away. Or if the house doesn't appraise. So now it's just a normal real estate market. And the market's still high. I mean, Right now, you know, on average, house prices are still like just to give you an idea. If you were to look at Queens County, we're still eight percent over where we were a year ago. You know, and probably eighteen percent over two years ago. So yeah, I was gonna say because if we look at last year, last year and we were ten percent over the year before that. So in total, we're over eight, almost nineteen percent in total. So it's still a high market, and it's not the fear that's been out there in the media that oh, home prices are gonna drop. We haven't had that happen. So it's not like prices plummeted and that's not occurred. So home prices are still very high. If you have equity in your home, now's a great time, especially if you're looking to relocate to an area down south, you're looking to retire or cash out your equity and downsize and or you don't have plans yet. I mean, pull out your money now and, you know, maximize it and go somewhere else. And then not only that, if you're going to relocate, right, Dave, I, I'd rather sell now and have less competition on the purchase side so I don't get caught up in the mayhem. Mm. So, yeah, it's a great time. You know, so let's say I want to buy a home. Mm -hmm. what, do, what, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? I'm buying a house in um, Garden City. Sure. What are the steps that I, that you would walk me through? Well, Number one, we'd walk you through a buyer consultation, outlining the process. And always the most important step in that process is getting pre-approved, right? So you would say, let's say, speak to Dave Steinberg, right? Get pre-approved. He's going to let you know what the maximum pre-approval is. And also in that, you know, with a misconception that we explain to people is in that pre-approval number, there's a certain tax amount in there. Because if you're looking to buy in Garden City and you were originally looking let's say in Seaford, right? <laughs> you know, the garden city taxes are a lot higher. So you need to make sure that you're working with your lender and saying, look, I'm looking to shift my search here. The tax, the average tax price is here. So what's my all-in payment? You know, once they understand what that is, then, okay, we got that step done. Then we're looking at properties and we always tell everyone, what are the top five things in a house? Because realtors always make this mistake of saying, oh, tell me everything you want in a home. 
listen, we're not going to find you your dream home. We're not building it, you know, on spec or anything like that here. You're buying existing housing that's older stock. So we just asked for the top five. Like, what are your deal breakers? Is it having a finished basement? Is it having a two-car garage? Is it having three bathrooms? What are the deal breakers? You know, from there, we explain that when we go look at homes, we're going to look at properties that we pick based on what you've explained and, and told us that are your, your must-haves. Then we're going to negotiate the price of the home. We're going to submit an offer. And when we submit an offer, you deal with a lot of realtors. Eh? They just submit an offer without anything. They don't even call you. And then all of a sudden, they're scrambling. We make sure they're pre-approved. And then the most important thing in this market with changing rates is that pre-approval is dated within the last two to three weeks. That's key with this changing environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we include usually pay stubs or a W-2 because we want to make our buyer's offer stand out. Most agents are too afraid to have that conversation with the buyers. And you can't because you're working for them. You're trying to get them into a home. So once we get our offer accepted, I mean, then from there we go to the appraisal. I mean, excuse me, the home inspection. Then from there, contracts and the buyer always signs first. And we explain that they're going to have to put a down payment check. Then the seller signs. And then after that, we send it, give the contract back to you. Then you're going to order the appraisal and then get the commitment letter. And we explain that that's generally a 30-day process. It could be less depending on how fast their attorney works and how fast their attorney orders title. Um, if their attorney- Marco, yeah. just to-, just to tell you how we work 24 hours for underwriting approval in 80% of the cases, 10 days to clear commitment. Just, just to realign your, right. your thought process. <laughs> well, I give people the generalization of all lenders. Not everyone's as quick as you, Dave, you're right. So when they're reaching out to you, they know that in under 15 days, they could have everything wrapped up, which if that's the, you know, if that all happens in line with the attorney and they were to order, title at the time of contract and you could be closing in under 30 days here in new york which is a rarity and you know it's a rarity because most attorneys don't order title until they have an ex until they have a commitment so um, and you and i both know that depending on the town the 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 some of the searches could take three or four weeks and that's right. what really it's a hurry up and wait process sometimes but and, yeah and post covid it's you know, once we got into the COVID environment, everything slowed down. I mean, it's just been, you know, ridiculously slow. And you're right. Like, you can get everything done in in 10 days. And then you're right. We're waiting for another three to four weeks just for title to come back. So, but we, and we manage those expectations. So we let people know what to expect. And we're keeping them informed. That's the most important thing. Communication is a key in our industry. And a lot of agents just treat it like, well, it's in the attorney and the lender's hand now. Not so. If you want to keep a client for life, and beat the NAR statistics that say that the odds of that uh, person buying with you or selling with you again is not going to happen. What you need to do is just make sure you're constantly in communication and delivering that experience and, you know, having the right team. Like if someone's working with you, they need to know exactly what's going on on your end so that you're all on the same front and letting the client know what's going on and working with the attorney. You know, we, we're working, you know, in a collaborative environment. Too many people try to treat this as an adversarial relationship, which is, there's no need for that. We're all working towards a common goal. You know, we, um, one of the things that I, I, I propose, or, or I'm a proponent of, is the dream team concept, where everyone's on the same page, everyone's talking to each other. We're all trying to help the client get the best possible result. 
And, you know, I know that when I talk to you, you lead with your heart. And, and that's what makes you, in my mind, that's what makes you special. Because not only are you a market expert, not only do you know more about the individual markets in Queens and Long Island than most of the other realtors I know, but you also have a big heart. And that manifests in the way you talk about your clients, the way you care for your clients. And it just comes through, uh, you know, a, a very strong, as, as I watch you deal with people. Right. No, 100%. I mean, that's, if you don't care about people, you're in the wrong industry. I mean, it's just, yeah, you should go do something else. That's for sure. Maybe be a car salesman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your team, because I know it's not just you. No, it's not. Um, you know, for the longest time, it was myself, my partner, Craig Kaplan, Christina Cavallo, and we would have one or two assistants. And in the last, I would say, year, we've really expanded because, um, you know, having that, delivering that customer service experience means you need to have a good operational team. So we have four assistants now, and they cover everything from our calls, emails, appointments. You know, just as an example, I'm on a call with you right now. If my phone were to ring, I'm not going to stop and pick it up. So someone else is picking up those calls and returning them. Um, and from the agent standpoint, there's a lot of agents out there that are looking for a mentor and or looking for a team. Because when you get into this industry, you know, getting licensed is easy, 77 hours. And that's it. The state says you're licensed. But that doesn't teach you how to deal with a client, how to work with a client, how to nurture a lead. And that's what we do. So people that work with us really learn how to do everything from the ground up and do it the right way. And, you know, anyone getting into the market now, uh, <laughs> they're in shock. Or if they've been in the market in the last year, if they got licensed in the last few years, they're not sure what's going on right now because they haven't had to have any skills. In the last few years, you put a sign in front of the house, you hosted an open house, you sold it. Now you actually have to call people, shockingly, develop relationships, nurture people, show value, and then have the knowledge to be able to answer questions. Um, one of the biggest things that we've had recently is seller concessions are back. You know, most of these agents from the last few years don't know what a seller concession is. You know, they don't know how to, how interest rates buy downs work. I mean, there's a lot of things that they don't know and that they didn't have to know. You know, mm -hmm. it was either take it or leave it is what they said to the client. I got plenty of offers backing up, whereas now they have to play nice. Um, you know, uh, and in, it, it's in the whole industry, right? Even on the lender side, they weren't, uh, you know, everyone was playing in their own kind of world because they could, but now we're all working together and that's the way it should be. Um, but so our team right now, we've added on, right now we're up to like a total, not excluding myself, about 11 agents with myself, 12. And they've all been really getting trained up on our systems and the way we work, how we interact with clients. And we coach them every day. It's not just, hey, you're coming to work with me and good luck, sink or swim. We're coaching them. We provide value. Um, we have a monster mastermind call that we do uh, in our fast forward movement at EXP. We have 800 agents around the country collaborating and growing. And I mean, I'm a testament to that. When I left uh, Keller Williams in 2021, uh, we sold 30 million in real estate, which one of the better agents out here, obviously. And Last year, we did 40600000 So we had about a 38% increase in a market that's supposedly down or flat. So mm -hmm. it's it's learning. We're learning-based. And 
you know, we're not charging people to learn. We're just, you come on our team, you get the support, you get the leads, get the training and they get to work with people like yourself so that they're learning, you know, about the lending side, because so few lenders like to really educate realtors and, you know, that's a shame because the more everyone is educated, the better experience they can give their client. So that's what we're all about is delivering that customer experience. Here's one. What's your superpower? <laughs> um, I think really mine is just being able to relate to people. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Queens. Uh, I went to public high school with the Bayside High School. I graduated from Queens College with a degree in accounting and a minor in economics. And um, and then I went to work in finance. I worked on Wall Street. I was a VP at uh, Bear Stearns at the end when I went under, but JP Morgan and I was an associate director at UBS in Stanford. And, you know, you really got to see how little people cared when you worked in that industry. Um, and, you know, growing up in a middle-class family, I mean, I'm the first college graduate in my family. Um, so being able to relate to people at all different levels and I can understand people and, you can empathize with them because most people buying in, whether it's Queens or Nassau County, you know, they've never owned a home and it's the biggest purchase they'll ever make. And they really need someone that can relate to them, can understand what it's like. And I mean, we do that. Everyone on my team can relate. I mean, we do have a lot of the higher end luxury properties and that's a whole different ballgame. There it's a more of a, you know, just you know, catering to their needs, but for overall, we, I'm able to relate to people. So, and I treat everyone with the utmost respect and it's not another number to me, you know, and that's why we have over 125 five-star reviews on Google and on Zillow. Uh, it just, we really value everyone. Um, and it's not just saying that, I mean, people come to our client events year after year and, uh, you know, we really treat everyone like community. Mm. Yeah, I, I relate to that because if you're going to work with me at some point, I'm going to say something to the effect, Marco, if you were my best friend, this is what I'd recommend. And mm -hmm. so I think we'll cut out of the same, same cloth there. So if we were to take this down to three takeaways for someone buying a home right now in Nassau County, mm -hmm. what three things would you want them to know today? Number one is obviously being in constant contact with your lender. So the people that are working with you, making sure that they're constantly updating that pre-approval because with the changing interest rate environment, they need to know what they can afford. Mm -hmm. The other thing is having their team lined up. It's not just working with a realtor or a licensed real estate agent. It's making sure your loan officer is you know really knows what you're looking for and they're on your team having your home inspector lined up. So many people just wait till the last minute. You need to have everything lined up. And then of course the attorney, if you don't have everyone lined up, it just delays the process. So having your team ready to go is the and, most- And by the way, when you say delays the process, because of the way we do business, if you don't have the team lined up, and let's say you make an offer and it's accepted on a Monday morning, if on Monday afternoon you start looking for an attorney and you wait till Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday till you have an attorney in place, by then, accepted offer or not accepted offer, they might move on to the next 
to the next golfer. So this is New York. You don't mess around. You got to be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, no, I mean, 100% on that one. It's, I mean, so many times we work with, you know, buyers and they have this misconception that if we recommend someone that somehow we're in, in cahoots with them. And I explain to them, look, the reason I'm recommending certain people is because I've worked with them for years. You can reach them on their cell phone, even on a weekend, um, on, even on, in the evening, if there's an emergency, if something's going on, you're going to be able to get a hold of that attorney. If it's a lender, it's someone that you're going to be able to get a hold of, you know, or they have a team that you can get a hold of. It's not a 1-800 number. And with the home inspector, if you wait to the last minute and a good home inspector is booked up, you're going to take the cheapest option and then you're going to regret it when you later find out, oh, this house actually does have termites. Or, oh, wow, that uh, that roof, it was missing a patch of shingles somewhere and now I got a leak in my house. These are things that you need to make sure because if you have your team lined up, the lender is going to explain to you what the process is like from the lending side and what you're going to need. The attorney is going to explain what their role is and the home inspector is going to tell you what really they're looking for. They're not looking for a cracked tile or a loose tile or a broken you know, uh, plate on a, on, a, on a light switch. They're looking for the major things. They're going to explain what those things are. So that's why you need to have your team lined up. If you don't, you're really just doing yourself a disservice. Great. This has been a pleasure, Marco. I, I really um, treasure the fact that you've given us the time. Um, again, we've been talking to Marco Gomez with EXP Real Estate Realty. Marco is the master of Long Island real estate, and I can't recommend them highly enough. Uh, this is the Mortgage Made Easy podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks, David. Pleasure's all mine.